Hi, this is Steve Addison for the Movements Podcast, the podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere. Today we're talking to Dean Insera, the author of The Unsaved Christian, about reaching cultural Christians. Dean, uh, tell us a bit about your background because it sounds like re- from reading the book that you were once an unsaved Christian. I was, and that is how I got the title. If you'd have asked me if I was a Christian, I would have told you absolutely yes and would have been offended if you suggested otherwise. But my answer for being a Christian, even though I was at church every Sunday growing up with my family, if you'd have asked me why are you a Christian or what makes you a Christian, my answer would have had nothing to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ, with his actual saving work. I would have told you things like, well, I believe in God. I'm not an atheist. I'm not an agnostic. And in my mind, I wasn't Jewish or Muslim or Buddhist. I didn't really know very much about those things men as a kid, but I knew I wasn't one of those. Uh, So therefore, we were Christians. We were good people, and we prayed before dinner. Uh, And then when I went to a youth retreat, an athletic Christian-based youth retreat, uh, when I was a teenager, uh, the pastor, they had assembly gatherings in between the sporting events, and the pastor of the event gave uh, a classic gospel presentation. And I joked that I'm the first person to ever come to know the Lord and be mad about it. <laughs> Even I did have joy. Don't, I had joy, don't get me wrong. But I was a little miffed. And the reason was I really had this in my head as a teenager. How have I been going to church my entire life and no one's ever told me this before? I was raised mainline Protestant. and It was a very uh, non-gospel preaching church. Yeah. I didn't know what that meant at the time. I was just told to be a good person. We had, we, I knew some Bible stories. Um, I was told the you know things like faith, hope, and love, but those were always very generic, very vague, uh, no definition mm. whatsoever around those words. And again, I never had anyone tell me I needed to be saved. So I was a Christian in my mind, uh, but I was not someone whose Christianity was a saving faith, which is no Christianity at all. Uh, so there you go, the title, The Unsaved Christian. And not only that, I realized that's my entire context. After I came to know mm. the Lord, uh, it was very evident, this is, these, these are my friends, this is my family. Yeah. And I believe one of the largest mission fields in the world that uh, we oftentimes don't realize is the mission field of cultural Christianity. Mm. And, you know, I was just reflecting as I read your book, obviously, um, being in America, your your focus is in the U.S., but this is a, a global issue. You know, M- Michelle and I lived in um, in the U.K. for... Uh, for three and a half years, and we often joke that one of the best places to do evangelism was uh, uh, meeting folks at the end of an Anglican service. And I'm, I'm not just saying that about the Anglicans, you know, but, you know, we, we visited quite or participated in Anglican churches and often pay, had found Christians who had no sense or assurance of their salvation or forgiveness for sin. I believe the reason why they have no assurance for their salvation is their assurance is not in Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what happens to cultural Christians is their assurance is in everything else but. I'm reminded of Matthew chapter 7, uh, verses 21 through 23, where Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount tells a story where he says, Many will say to me on that day, Lord, mm-hmm. Lord, do we not prophesy in your name, perform miracles in your name, cast out demons in your name? And I'll tell them plainly, away from me, you workers of lawlessness. I never knew you. But what's happening in that text? They are making their appeal to Mm. other things 
besides Christ. They're pulling to themselves. Mm. Uh, so that might look like for someone uh, in the UK or someone in the United States or someone in Australia uh, is that, that has a church background. They might say, well, didn't I go to church on Sundays? Mm. Don't I come from a Christian family, you know, Christian grandparents? Uh, wasn't I familiar somewhat with the Bible? Any appeal we make for our salvation that's not an appeal to Jesus Christ means we're missing it altogether. Mm, yeah. And, you know, I think reflecting globally, this is a big challenge in the South Pacific, where in some cultures it's 98% nominal Christian, parts of Africa, um, Latin America. So it's really a global issue. But, you know, as you've uh, looked at it, how big of an issue is it in the U.S.? You know, we have this image of Bible-believing America. So what did you find about how widespread it is? Yeah, and see, I think the mistake is when we think of America as Bible-believing. I think instead it should be seen as just primarily non-atheistic. Mm-hmm. And that's where the confusion happens is that uh, what makes us hard to detect is there's no category for cultural Christian. So if you're you know, trying to figure out how many Christians live in the South Pacific or mm. how many Christians live in the United States, uh, the, the struggle is there's, not a, there's a box for Jewish, a box for atheist, there's mm. a box for Christian, there's not a box for cultural Christian. So someone says, well, I'm not an atheist, I'm not Jewish, so what am I? I'm a Christian. Yeah. And mm. that's what makes it so confusing. So we, I think that there are Christians, and really there are oftentimes are not, there's just generic theists. Uh, who try to be religious sometimes, but again, their faith, this is my story, and I'm not exaggerating when I say this, my faith, uh, the death of Christ and his resurrection Mm. could have never taken place and it wouldn't change my faith at all. Mm. Because the the Jesus I believed in was just, and I didn't even realize this, the Jesus I believed in just wasn't the Jesus of the cross or the empty tomb. He was just sort of Jesus, Uh, kind of the nice guy, the good example, you should be like him. Uh, so I, I think that we must realize that cultural Christianity is not a discipleship issue. This is not, let's get more serious about following the mm-hmm. Lord. This is an evangelism issue. I think it's a totally different religion mm-hmm. altogether. Okay, because normally what we're trying to do is disciple those people who are cultural Christians. And what you're saying, you know, they've got to discover the grace of God in Jesus Christ, in his death and resurrection for them. Yes, we, we can't be confused with folks. So again, and again, I don't want to you know, make anyone feel bad because it is hard to detect because there's no category for it again. Uh, so that's how, part of what the book does. It helps define a category. We need to make sure that we're not talking about believers who just need to repent of their sins because they've backslidden, they've gotten involved in things that aren't of the Lord. Uh, maybe they've neglected spiritual disciplines. We're not talking about that. We're talking about people whose idea of Christianity is not gospel-rooted in any way, shape, or form. So we don't need those folks to get more serious about following the Lord. We need those folks to come to know the Lord mm. uh, because they mm. they have this nominal, this in-name only Christian faith that's not the Christian faith of the Bible. Um, so just tell us a bit about the variety of these cultural Christians. What, what, what are they like? Well, I have a chapter on nominal Catholics mm-hmm. uh, where, where their identity is in being Catholic, not in Christian belief at all. Oftentimes, not even in Catholic belief or theology. It's just in being Catholic. And it's a very big deal to the family. Uh, That's a very big evangelism barrier, especially in South America, Mm -hmm. uh, where people claim to be Catholic. And they have no idea what that means, but their family would rather have them be professing atheists 
than mm. not claim to be Catholics and be Protestants. Uh, there's, so I have a whole chapter on that's a big mission field. Uh, what it looks like the United States is, uh, I call it a God and country Christian. Mm-hmm. And that's the person who is kind of, uh, they would never admit this out loud, but they've kind of married their faith to conservative American politics and make being a Republican mm-hmm. one in the same with being a Christian. Mm-hmm. Where again, their, their, their Christianity is not defined by the gospel. It's defined on uh, maybe kind of this sort of idea of a moral country and taking the country back to a certain principle. Yes. A type of idea. I have a chapter on mainline Protestants as a type of cultural Christians. Mm-hmm. There, are rem- there are remnant ones, don't get me wrong. There are some faithful yes. uh, mainline Protestants out there, and I thank God for them. But many are like me. They're, they're just gospel-less uh, churches. Mm-hmm. I call it the watered-down work. Uh, the word's just not present. It's read in the liturgy, but it's mm-hmm. not preached. It's not, it's not proclaimed. I also want to make everyone uh, make sure everyone's clear that I don't think that I'm the judge on who's a Christian and who's not, yeah. and I don't want it yeah. to be. I believe the Bible. The Bible is. Mm-hmm. And we need to make sure we're clear what the Bible says is a Christian. The Bible says is not. Another important one is what I call the really good guy next door, mm-hmm. uh, where next door neighbor, hypothetical next door neighbor, who's a really good person, is a good parent, a good husband a good mm. boss or employee and just a, and, and is not an atheist. So he thinks he's spiritual, uh, but he's not a Christian, but he just mm. is a good guy. So we uh, sadly, somehow we have equated that in much Western culture with being a Christian. Yeah. So we think being a good guy makes you yeah. a Christian. And even mm. though we theologically would reject that, we functionally oftentimes act like we think that's true. Uh, mm. So those are some examples. Those are some examples of, uh, of what cultural Christians look like today. So they could be anywhere on the political spectrum. Definitely. And yet, to some degree, their political identity trumps their identity of a, as a believer in Christ. Yes, but they would never admit that in a million years. Yeah. So it's hard to I've never met anyone who would claim that, but it's mm. very true. and <laughs> It's very obvious. I mean, we're living in an era right now. Just talk about the political spectrum for a second. We're living in an era in the United States right now where as a pastor, mm-hmm. I could get away with saying the wrong thing theologically mm-hmm. before, I could, before I could get away with saying in someone's eyes the wrong thing politically. Yeah, That's how, how bad it's gotten. It's not, even, it's not even a cultural Christian thing. It's mm-hmm. become even an evangelical problem as well, where the politics just gotten to be almost idolatry level and really yes. needs to be addressed. But it's easy in cultural Christianity just to marry the two together and think they're one and the same when obviously yes. they're not regardless of what type of cultural Christian is, what is it that is sort of the heart of this thing, Dan? It's a real heart to see them reach for Christ to begin with. Mm. And and that begins with understanding who they are, what they believe, how they think. Even though it's a diverse group, there really is kind of one consistent mindset. And it's that generic, vague theism, the Mm. belief that one person and the belief that one is spiritual while being detached from the things of Christ. Well, we know in the scriptures, mm-hmm. that's not a saving faith. So my hope is it can help us understand who these folks are that then leads us to be able to have conversations with them. And what makes it very complicated is that there's no clear starting point with a cultural Christian. Mm-hmm. If, there's an atheist, if there's an atheist in a conversation, there's a clear starting point. It's unbelief or how you drew these conclusions about, the, about there not being a God. I was someone of another world religion. The starting point can be what that religion believes compared to what Christianity Christianity teaches. But for a cultural Christian, you almost have to get somebody lost so they can be saved. It has to help them understand uh, the gospel and their need for the gospel. And I think it begins with 
helping them see that our God is not a generic or a vague God. Mm-hmm. It begins that our God is defined. He has defined mm-hmm. himself to us mm-hmm. through his word. And the book of Hebrews says he ultimately has spoken to us and defined himself by his son, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we need to first help people see that God is not some big guy upstairs. He's not generic. He's not vague. He's not whatever God works for you. Uh, he is Yahweh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And mm-hmm. here's what he has said to us. I don't remember who it was, but some theologian a while back said the most important question we can ask is not, is there a God? But if there is a God, has he spoken? It might have been Carl mm-hmm. Henry who said that. Mm-hmm. So if God hasn't spoken, then we're not accountable to very much. It doesn't really matter. But if he has spoken, we better pay attention. Uh, so I want cultural Christians to see that this God they already claim to believe in mm-hmm. is not the actual God of the Bible. Yeah. And once, yeah. once that, they, that, yeah. Sorry. And once that gets established, then the whole conversation sets into motion. So you want to help someone get lost before they can be truly saved. Yes, and I don't even mean questioning their salvation. Not that I think that's yeah. a cardinal sin. The Bible says to examine ourselves, see if we're in the faith, mm. all rights the Christians. Uh, but I'd rather to understand what salvation really is. And it's not mm. by being more like mm. me or being more like my denomination. I'm not talking about those kind of things. It's by having a faith that is rooted and understood and defined by the work of Christ mm. and his, re- his redeeming work for us on our behalf. You're familiar, as a lot of our listeners are, with the three circles, which is just just one way to share the gospel, and it's a great way to share the gospel. But um, one of the things we've sort of learnt in the field is to draw those three circles and then to ask someone, where are you in this story? Which circle is you? And it's amazing that, you, you know, often you will meet cultural Christians And it's at that point they've actually got to say, I'm in the love of God. I'm I'm forgiven uh, and transformed by Jesus' death and resurrection. I have faith in him. And they can't bring themselves to do that. They'll say, I hope I'm there. You know. So instead of starting with, I don't think you're a Christian, we start with asking them, where are you? This is a gospel. Where do you find yourself? And that's, that's certainly been one way of helping someone get lost, so to speak. And then ask them, would you like to know for certain that you have a relationship with God that begins now and lasts for eternity? Would you like to know your sins are forgiven and, and so on? And then we're able to press in with them regarding the gospel. So, can you think of any stories like that where you've encountered someone and helped them get lost? Yes, I had a chance to baptize my old baseball coach a couple of years ago, which was really neat. And he's one of those salt of the earth kind of guys. I mean, gave given so much time to so many youth in our community over the years. I have people my age, I'm in my 30s, and I still call him coach to this day. Mm. That's just kind of how he is viewed by people in our community. And he was at church, his mainline Protestant church, somewhat regularly. If you'd asked him if he was a Christian, he just said, absolutely, but he never mentioned the Lord, never had anything to do with Jesus. He might generically say faith or God or hope, uh, but he wasn't a believer. And over time, those folks usually drift away from church altogether because it kind of becomes pointless. Uh, so he hadn't been in church in a while, but he still would have claimed one, still would have claimed to be a Christian if he was asked. And what happens to the cultural Christian, when they actually hear the true gospel, you could almost hear them say, 
oh, inside their heads. Like, that's what this is. That's what I'm missing. And after just a lot of time of trying to get him and using our relationship to get him to our church, he finally showed up more just as a favor to me because I was this, you know, old player. And he had a chance to see that day, like what the gospel really actually was and realized, even though he had claimed to be a, been a Christian his entire life, that this was totally different than anything he had ever believed before. And we didn't say anything radical. It's just the, the classic, here's who Jesus is. Here's what he's done for you. And here's why he is, you're fully dependent on him for your salvation, for your redemption, for your reconciliation with God. He had never heard that before. And he had to, he had to like almost repent of his own goodness. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens a lot of, by, by American standards of goodness. And so I call it as com- uh, changing the comparison game because what happens in cultural Christianity, and we're all guilty of it, but what happens in cultural mm-hmm. Christianity is we compare ourselves to other people. So we compare ourselves to other people. Of course, a little league baseball coach who's given his life to, you know, mentor the youth of our city is going to be a great guy. But you can always find somebody a little a little worse than you, right? <laughs> if you work hard enough. Uh, but if we compare ourselves to God, which he had never thought about that before. Again, yeah. God was vague. He was generic. He was distant. Uh, he was sort of big guy in the sky. Somebody you call out to if things go really poorly in your life, like a terminal illness or something like that. Uh, but when he was had confronted with the real God of the Bible, he realized, oh no, like I, this is serious. Like there's, there is a God and I've sinned against him, but praise God, there's hope. There's redemption found in Christ. Mm. That, that's just one of many stories of what happens when the light bulb goes off for a cultural Christian. And now he's a believer. Like he believes yeah. the gospel. He's a great evangelist and he's serious about his faith. Uh, why? Because he realized this is who Jesus is. Like my, my Christianity must be about Christ or it's no Christianity at all. So he was a key entry point to others coming to know Christ. Or Definitely. Yes. Cultural Christians can be the best evangelists mm-hmm. because they realize quickly that their friends are still stuck in that and they're not in denial about it. Mm-hmm. One of the hardest things reaching a cultural Christian is people are in denial those folks are lost. Yeah. And so someone who the light comes on for, they know. Oh, they know. Mm-hmm. And then they're able to tell their own stories. And uh, their stories aren't even that threatening because they're not pointing to themselves. They're not saying, be more like me. They're yeah. here's what God has done. Here's what it means mm. to be a Christian. Mm. And it's watch. Dean, you've done some estimates of how big this mission field is in the U.S. So just tell us, how, how big is this? Uh, op- well, it's a problem and an opportunity. Yes, I, I, all this, everything I'm saying is grounded in an opportunity for the gospel and for the work of the, of the, of the Holy Spirit to go forward and proclamation of, of the good news. I believe that cultural Christianity is the majority religion in America, mm. and it's impossible to have data for it because there's not a category, once again. I know I said that earlier, don't want to sound like a broken record, but again, there's no box to check on a survey or a form that says cultural Christian. Uh, so, it's, so it's hard to detect that. So when you see things like, it's a very common thing in America to hear things like the divorce rate among Christians is no different than the divorce rate among unbelievers. And then people say, what a problem we have. I'm like, that is not true. Mm. The issue is people who are not Christians are checking the box as Christians yeah. because they're not, because they're not atheists. <laughs> That's their reason. Uh, so uh, that, that I, I believe it's a majority religion in America, but what an opportunity to get the gospel right for people. Uh, to help them have real conversations. It's complicated because they've grown very indifferent towards church. They're not hostile, just indifferent. Uh, sort of spiritual conversations, they're pretty indifferent. They'll talk about everything else, but 
kind of keep religion and keep politics off the table. It's like, fine, we won't talk politics, but if faith matters, we're going to talk about that. You know, so, but it, so you have to really have, so I think the two keys are don't be in denial. And then you have to have some courage because it's kind of offensive for someone to suggest you might not be a Christian when you've thought you've been one your whole life. Mm. So for those listening in, and there's a good chance surrounding them will be a whole host of cultural Christians. If they're listening to this podcast, they'll know some people. What's your advice to the, to the Christian who's hearing this about what they should do? First of all, your cultural Christian friends are going to know there's something different between the two of you, but all they're going to think is you're just more into it than they are. Mm. Like they're religious. You're just really religious. They might say, find ways to show them that's not the difference. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with Jesus. Mm. And then from there, I think the key to getting a conversation going with cultural Christians about the gospel is to ask questions. Because, again, they're already claiming to have this faith. They're already claiming to believe these things. It could be as simple as talking at Christmas time, having a conversation about the fact they have a nativity scene on the mantle in their living room. Mm. And saying, oh, that's really neat. What a really nice uh, scene you have there. Um, So are are you guys, we we don't really talk about faith before. Are are you guys followers of Christ? Tell me about that. Mm. Just as simple as that will give you answers. It'll set you up for a very long conversation. Because you're going to find quickly their answers that have nothing to do with why Jesus came at Christmas time in the first place, and why the incarnation even took place. Uh, so these are people that are going to get dressed up for Easter for Easter services uh, every year. Uh, there are people that in America they're going to go to church on Mother's Day because of the family expectation. I try to find ways to have conversations, and not in a way to back someone into a wall or to corner them or to make them feel mm-hmm. like they're attacked, but more to make them feel a little uncomfortable. And I have to actually ask some, answer some questions about the faith they already claim to possess. Mm, excellent. Those answers, those answers set you up for a conversation. When you ask a cultural Christian a spiritual question, they've never been asked them before. They're not used to having to give an answer. It will set up a, and if, and if the relationship's already there and there's trust already built, they'll be willing to have a conversation with you. It's just going to be very uncomfortable for them. They're not going to know what to say. Help them figure it out. You can follow the links at movements.net to find out how you can purchase a copy of The Unsaved Christian by Dean Insera. I'm Steve Addison for The Movements Podcast.